0: During this week's Garfield County Commissioners' meeting, the town of Carbondale requested $50,000 to help with its unhoused migrant community. Recovery Resources is managing the shelters for now, but town officials are concerned about the effect on the overall community and tourism once the shelters close at the end of March and people are back to camping. The town hopes to set up a coalition with other regional groups to manage resources for unhoused individuals in the area. Mayor Ben Baumfalk spoke about what attracts migrants to Carbondale and offered a response to those who say that the town is enabling them or enticing more new arrivals with services. Our understanding of why the destination became Carbondale, it had nothing to do with services that were being provided. People were coming because it's actually in the unincorporated county right on the border of Carbondale. There's a popular day labor kind of pickup spot. There's um, the boat ramp and the bridge that's, you know, hard to regulate and and see everybody, what's going on. And so people sort of started accumulating
1: there over the summer.
0: Carbondale's response coordinator, Rob Stein, mentioned other complications.
1: Part of it is transportation services and it's legal services because many of these folks qualify for temporary protective status. Unfortunately, it's months, if not more than a year so that they're in limbo, while legally they're technically here and eligible for work. So we're trying to buy them a little time so that they can become incorporated legally into the workforce.
0: Commissioners commented on the issue, with Commissioner Tom Jankowski choosing to politicize it, referring to the movement of migrants over the southern border as a, quote, invasion, unquote. Commissioner John Martin seemed unimpressed.
1: And every community outside the cities, come into the city panhandling, and they're living in tents, they're living in cars, et cetera. We already have that. We have kids that live in cars that go to school. It is nothing new to us. However, the impact on Carbondale and their park and, and the trail to Mushroom Rock and what have you, and your boat ramps, that's a blight. But it's Carbondale's blight, too. They that's- own that property now. We, we transferred ownership to you. So what it amounts to is you've got a homeless population just like we do outside the cities, and we have to deal with that.
0: In the end, the commissioners unanimously denied the funds, although Jankowski made a point to acknowledge the benevolence of the people of Carbondale. Tuesday's commissioner meeting is available at the Garfield County website. KDNK News will continue to follow this ever-evolving issue. February is Black History Month, and the Museum of Boulder is inviting the public to celebrate by visiting its exhibition, Proclaiming Colorado's Black History. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, KGNU's Juanita Hernat-Hurtado talked with author and researcher Adrian Miller, co-director of the exhibit.
1: One of the surprises is to just find out, going back to the 1830s, just the black presence in this part of the world. Um, because Black history in Colorado is rarely told, um, so you know there's some stories that you hear. You hear about Clara Brown, who came here in 1859 as a formerly enslaved woman, uh, and, and really made an impact. She she ran a laundry business, but she started buying mining claims and other stuff. Became quite wealthy and became a philanthropist. Um, was instrumental in two of the early big churches here in Colorado. So those stories were interesting. But then just to hear about kind of the black experience in the latter part of the 19th century and to hear that it was mixed in the sense that it wasn't uniformly shut down that black people would have opportunity. so um, there were some instances where people tried to limit um, black progress and opportunity but they failed and i'll give you one example in the 1860s there was a petition to exclude black children from denver's public schools the early public schools And so that was sent to the voters and it failed. And so, you know, that's unusual because usually um, at that time in our nation's history, if there was any opportunity to limit black progress, it passed and it was overwhelmingly supported and it wasn't. But then in other parts of Colorado, the color line was drawn. So it's this it's this mixed experience. But I guess the one thing that surprised me. Is a question that still hasn't been answered, and that is, What was it about Colorado that drew so many African Americans here compared to neighboring states? Because even though they weren't exactly the same, um, you would think that there would have been opportunity in Wyoming and New Mexico, Utah, and Montana. Like similar opportunities presented themselves in terms of like agriculture, mining, setting up businesses, things like that. But there was something about Colorado and it may be just that for whatever reason Colorado became the population center and so that's what drew people but I'm still wondering I'm just still wondering that question it was like, why did we get so many amazing black people that came to Colorado what kind of maybe as you said there might not be answers but what kind of surprises can people find or clues as to that is within this exhibition I think so one of the the first part of the exhibit is about the early arrivals so we talk about why people came to Well, not yeah, we talk about the reasons why people came to Colorado. Some were enslaved. I don't think a lot of people know that there were enslaved people here. Even though Colorado never legally um, allowed slavery, it was kind of like a wink and a nod that if you had enslaved people, you know, nobody's going to free them. So we had enslaved people here more than I think people know. And I think some of the stories we highlight, people may not know. Like I'll give you one example. Uh, Julia Greeley was a visually impaired person, who uh, did a lot of charity work in Denver in the late 19th century. And she was so celebrated for her charity work that the Roman Catholic Church, Archdiocese of Denver, they're putting her through the process for canonization. So, yeah, so she's the first African-American woman and the first Coloradan that we know of to go through that. So, you know, it's just, just people like that are being celebrated. So we talk about that. Um, we talk about the early efforts to uh, have civil rights in Colorado. So one one thing that I don't think a lot of people know is that two things. In the late 1860s, when Colorado was being considered for state, 100-plus black men signed a petition saying, no, it, to, it sent it to Congress saying, we don't think Colorado should have statehood until black men get the right to vote. And Colorado statehood was just delayed. It's unclear if that petition had any impact, but it was delayed, and when Colorado became a state in 1876, black men had the right to vote. Now, unfortunately, they weren't truly, truly progressive, because they should have thrown black women in there. Black women didn't get the right to vote till 1893. But, um, and then the other thing is, the 1890s, there was a uh, legislator named Joseph Stewart. He was an immigrant from Barbados. He was a lawyer, but he was the only African American in Colorado's state legislature And in the 1890s, he got through a civil rights bill that legally, in terms of the framework, is the same as the 1964 Civil Rights Act. So we had that on the books here in Colorado. But unfortunately, that was not enforced. So even though the law existed, right, unless the police arrest people under that law and the courts prosecute, it's what we call a dead letter. So it just, you know, is on the books, but really didn't have any force. So- Something like that. And then I, I think the other thing that people may not know is that in Gilpin County in the 1920s, um, something called Lincoln Hills was created, and that was like the only black resort west of the Mississippi other than one that was in California. But that one in California closed down several years after it opened. So we had this black resort that was highly regarded and is in the mountains of Colorado. So things like that. I guess one of my wrapping up questions is, in the last couple of years, we have seen nationally a lot of backlash to having these conversations about history, these conversations about racism and racial theory, and sort of these whole ideas about what kind of discourse should surround these topics. What kind of conversations would you want this exhibition to prompt? Yeah, my hope is, is that first people will get an understanding of the Black experience here um, as an entry point, and that it will spur them to reach out um, in several ways one is to start learning more about these subjects so to connect with the student for africans the center for african studies there and see what courses are available um, i hope they will reach out to people who are different than they are and just start get to know them and start talking about these things and then i hope that they will um, spread the word about this exhibit because i just think the more people who know about this then we can start making progress on understanding each other and then hopefully with Understanding each other can build a just society where people feel respected. They feel like they have opportunity. They feel like they are they're heard. And they they feel like they belong. And I think that's what we many of us not everybody wants that, but I think many of us strive to have a society like that. And you know, um, the last thing I think that I want students to ponder is at the very end of the exhibit, we ask this question: What kind of ancestor are you going to be to future Black Colorado?
0: That was Adrian Miller, co-director of the Proclaiming Colorado's Black History Exhibit at the Museum of Boulder, speaking with KGNU's Juanita Herdado. The interview came to us via Rocky Mountain Community Radio, a network of public media stations in Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, and New Mexico, including KDNK. This is KDNK News.